Hi, this is Bruce Himmelblau with Blue Sky Video Productions, where YouTube strategist and live stream producer, and you are listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I also live in Lake Forest. Hey, we have a sponsor for the show, NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, you get a physical every year, right? Well, include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens on the field. It takes only 20 minutes to get the data you need to have peace of mind to figure out if your athlete should get back on the field. Visit neuronoodle.com. Okay, one of the things we like to do here at the Lake Forest Podcast is put a spotlight on our local businesses. And today we're joined by Bruce Himmelblau. How'd I do, Bruce? You did better than I pronounced my own name. We only took three takes to get the uh, the intro correct. <laughs> That's just between us girls. He, he's the owner of Blue Sky Video Productions. Bruce, thanks for coming on the show. Welcome. I've actually got your notice back in June. Things have actually picked up, and I figured now's the time to actually start promoting ourselves again. No better platform than the Lake Forest Podcast. Bruce, give us your background. Where are you from? How'd you get into video? Uh, 35 years. Wow. You're like a MTV guy. Pretty much, but MTV was not an influence. I know you asked me that question before we started this show. I did watch MTV, and I did get MTV because we had cable or, or some version of cable back then. But actually, my influences was in high school. Basically, my background is my grandfather was a CPA. He actually helped found the Arthur Anderson accounting firm back in the 20s, I think. Oh, wow. And, and then he split off from them with his own firm. And then my dad became a CPA as well. So I was pretty much on track to become a CPA. And here I was, was uh, I think, uh, taking those aptitude tests in schools where it says, oh, well, I, I like numbers and I, I am patient and I don't like people. You should become an accountant. And so, <laughs> and, but then I discovered uh, our, the radio station. I went to Nutria High School, both Nutria West and Nutria East had radio stations, and it was the one extracurricular activity that actually joined the two schools as opposed to like the football team or the basketball team, which pretty much divided the two schools. We actually worked together with Nutra West or Nutra East as well. I started off behind the scenes, engineering shows for other, for the seniors. Then I eventually got my own radio show and I was nicknamed Uncle Brucey because there was a big radio star in LA named Cousin Brucey. And so I went by the name of Uncle Brucey for a number of years, went to college, studied uh, radio television. After a couple of years of that, uh, changed majors to, and actually colleges as well, and started studying uh, marketing. And I think that's important for all, I guess, would-be entrepreneurs, is that you have a wide range of backgrounds. So I had a back, accounting background, had a marketing background, had a communication background, took some acting classes as well. I think if you're ever going to be a CEO and you'd be a spokesperson for your company, you need to have that, that voice and, and that personality, I guess. Because if you've, you've watched some of these keynote speakers with CEOs, they're really dry and they have yeah. no sense of humor. Well, how do you get people to open up unless you can get them to smile, right, Bruce? Yep. Are you in Lake Bluff, Lake Forest? Uh, wh where do you live? I live in Lake Bluff. My business is located in Lake Forest. And how, how long you lived in town? 35 years. The business and yourself have, have been here 35 years. Pretty much. Yeah, I think we started the business shortly before we moved. 
to town. And then real quick, before I forget, uh, give a little small business love because we've had a rough couple of years. Uh, where, where do you like to hang out in town, Bruce? Have a uh, beer, well, burger, so so forth. The fact that we are a virtual company, we've started doing a lot of these more of these live streams and fewer of these on locations. We can pretty much do everything from the office or from, from the uh, one of the bedrooms in the house. And so I think the one place I've been, I guess you could call it hanging out, is uh, the grocery stores. All, all three of the local grocery stores, both uh, Sunset. Like S- Sunset, yeah. And Sunset, uh, and- Jewel. I can't go to Jewel. Sunset, if I have to, I'll go in. If I if I can't order it online and just pick it up, I'm, I, I don't have the patience uh, to go in there. Well, actually, my wife discovered, uh, I think Sunset started their pickup first. And so she started ordering online. You just drive up to the uh, the drive-off. They come out with all your, all your pre-picked groceries, put them in the car, and there's no physical contact. Of course, that was six months ago. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think we're more relaxed in, in going inside the stores more often now. Yeah, my, my wife loves Sunset. Hey, nothing against Sunset. It's just, you know, I'm a, I don't think I passed a credit check to, to uh, buy groceries there. So, uh, Ha <laughs> ha. No, they they still, I mean their their prices are good. Uh they're competitive. Sometimes you you pay for the convenience, sometimes you pay for the service, but yeah, yeah. in most yeah. cases uh they're competitive pricing. All right, I take it back, Bruce. You got me. We'll see we'll see what my wife says. You live in Lake yeah. Forest, you work in Lake Forest, you've got to have some even Jewel has changed their uh, I guess personnel or or their customer service for the people uh, in this town, because I think across the board, uh, customer service is really important. I think they still strive to have good customer service, whether they're in Waukegan, Lake Forest, or Evanston. We have a thousand people that come into uh, Lake Forest every year. And, you know, they're, they're trying to find out what services are around. And you've been doing this for 35 years. Like, what are some of the services that you offer? Uh, talk to me like I just moved here. Primarily a B2B, although we did get our start in the, uh, in the 80s and 90s in a B2C atmosphere with doing um, event videos. For the first, I guess, 10, 15 years of our business, we did do weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, anniversary parties. We did a black tie birthday party for a dog once in yeah. Chicago where the guy basically invited all his friends. They all came in black tie. We uh, celebrated the dog's birthday. The dog went up to the bedroom and, and everybody else partied. We've also done an, a number of um, large scale uh, weddings here. Uh, we did a funeral. Uh, actually, it was more of a memorial service for Bob Bell, also known as Bozo the Clown. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. You started uh, you know, dealing with consumers. Now it's mostly business to business. A lot of small business owners, a lot of CEOs live in town and whatnot, and you know, we're talking to them. What can you offer a small business and what can you offer a, a large corporation? What's your sweet spot? Right now, our sweet spot is uh, live streaming production, where we can work with any social media influencer or CEO or spokesperson for the company and get them into a conference zone where they like like something, something like this uh, appearing on camera uh, to a widespread audience uh, we help with uh, sales as well so if anyone if no they haven't heard of you then a promo video can help so we work a lot with youtube and not only with the content creation but also with the content uh, construction and distribution 
because if uh, a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, it doesn't make a sound. So if you post a video on YouTube and no one watches it, did you ever really post it to YouTube? <laughs> well, we did have a lot of trees falling this past week, uh, Bruce. <laughs> Some of the favorite pro projects you've done, uh, you, you listed a few of them. Uh, any others you want to talk about? I mean, the black tie uh, for the dog, uh, that had to be a favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think more towards what we're doing now is uh, we have one client who's, I think, a Fortune 500, actually located here in, in Lake Forest, who has a number of facilities across the country. We've traveled with them to produce in-house corporate video communications. So we had uh, one of their plants had over, was it uh, 5 million man hours without a lost time accident. And so we went down to that location and talked with the employees and, and interviewed them and like, how is it plant so safe? What are they doing? And how can they share that with the rest of the company? The, the same company also brings out, does a um, kind of a retreat for the top salespeople. We fly out to that location with them, sit down with those top salespeople to help share that content with other managers across the company. And they're always situated in a nice five-star hotel. So we've gotten to Beverly Hills, to Boston, Nashville. So they've it's a nice travel shoot. Of course, that pretty much shut down in 2020. Yeah. And so we started working again, moving towards this live streaming. And we're no longer restricted to the clients that we're able to drive to in the Chicago area. I now have clients basically from coast to coast and even some in London. Oh, wow. How did COVID uh, hit you? I know everybody took a, a down year, uh, you know, the, the funds available, uh, they didn't help everybody. I, I know it didn't help my business much. Uh, how was uh, getting through COVID for you? Uh, any uh, well, any high spots and the low spots? <laughs> um, the one important thing was having a business accounting background. I understood the concept of having reserved funds for those times when cash is, is slow. Uh, in the beginning, um, I think the first few months, uh, January through March, went through adaptation. Um, again, like I said, clients started canceling their local shoots. So we had to think of another venue to uh, start uh, generating income. And that's when we came up with this live stream. It started off mainly just myself and my own show. Uh, I started doing my own live streams because I had started doing live streams like five, six years ago on a platform called Blab. And Blab and another one, it was called Periscope and Meerkat. Those live stream platforms started making live stream easy. Meerkat lasted a year. Blab lasted about a year. Periscope just ended in this past year, and they kind of merged their Periscope into what was uh, inevitable, which was Twitter Live, because Twitter owned Periscope. And yeah. so I was there for day one of Periscope. I was there for day, the last day of Periscope. But how we adapted was by starting to doing these live stream shows, we kept in front of our target audience and we sent them out. We built our mailing list. And actually, I've got um, something for our, our guests or our listeners if they want to learn more about live streaming. I've got a, uh, a resource page on our website, which is bsvp.com slash resource. And there's a live stream kit there could help you get started um, doing something like this. If you need help, 
Um, this is what we did. We, we started working with other clients, again, like I said, coast to coast, helping them get over the fear of hitting that record button. Because it looks like you got over the fear, you started to do your own show. You have your own sponsor, which again, can be either self-sponsored or else you could, there are other ways to generate income. But I think the best way is to actually draw people towards your business. And if you can relate your podcast to your business, I think then that's where the synergy comes in. Well, here's what I learned. Zoom is pretty simple to use, but the production is bad. The sound is bad. You're relying on the other person's internet. And I spent a lot of time trying to get it perfect. I can have all my levels right, but if I'm running it through Zoom, it just... It doesn't sound good. So I'm still trying to figure out how to get this right, Bruce. You got any suggestions for me or other uh, small businesses like me that are trying to rely on Zoom? Uh, definitely. Zoom is a good fallback. On the free plan, you're allowed up, what, two people forever or maybe yeah. for several, several hours. If you it's bring like 40 minutes. And... and again, if you're doing this as income generating, that fee you're paying on a monthly basis is uh, affordable because you're actually generating income from the from your your live stream. I'm using a platform called StreamYard to produce our shows. And this is something I, I, I can actually produce them for either from my live stream account or from my client's live stream account. So I can log into their, their account and stream it to their YouTube channel, to their Facebook, to their LinkedIn, and because it's connected to that. Again, on the resource page, I've got a link to that. And then I can actually show you some, some behind the scenes. Let me do that this real quick. It's a little treat for our, for our listeners. If they want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lake Forest Podcast, uh, you can see what uh, Bruce is going on here. So we'll, we'll try to paint a picture for, for the listeners out there. So I'm going to take you behind the scenes of what we call our broadcast studio. And okay. what's really nice is it's really easy to learn. First step is enter this. Whenever you do a live stream anywhere, my recommendation is always check your signal strength. And there's a simple tool is called speed test. So if you just go to Google and type in speed test, that will check the, your internet connection. And it's ideal to always have it wired in like an ethernet cable. But if you can't plug in via ethernet, you can always use Wi-Fi. And again, if you by running the speed test, that would tell you uh, what, what your Wi-Fi upload speed because you downloads to me doesn't really matter because you're you're streaming uploads, but you should have at least eight megabytes per second per stream. So here we are with entering the, the StreamYard studio. You can see the uh, the microphone going up and down. That is always a good signal. You can always check your uh, your camera and your mic to so make sure you're connected to the correct microphone. So like actually here it says USB mic. If I were connected to my internal mic, it would sound different. Actually, that wouldn't matter here on, on Zoom because you're listening to Zoom. So always check your camera and your mic. And then if you're doing a green screen, where I'm actually doing a green screen here, uh, you can check that. You can actually fade it. to Here's the green screen behind me. And it, here's if you oversaturate your green screen. And if you don't quite mix it quite much, you get something like this. This is always a cute image. Again, I do not recommend green screen for the beginner. If you're doing this, um, just starting out, just set up a nice, pretty background, uh, an office space, a book, a bookcase is good. 
a, uh, a shelf, uh, even a, a blank wall with maybe a, a poster that identifies your brand if you're doing this for your business. So here is the platform StreamYard. Um, this is actually one of our other shows. What's really nice is you, you have these defaults. So as soon as you go in, you change your branding and all of a sudden you've got your brand colors. So then, but I'm not in the studio yet. Click on join the studio and I'm on, I'm in the stream and I can bring up my, I can put up a, a logo in the corner so they can uh, identify my brand. We did a reunion show for Blab. I mentioned Blab, the uh, platform I was on five years ago. We did a five-year reunion. This was my co-host. Let's go back to the, uh, the logo. I can pop the logo on. And then, um, so the, the show we did, um, this was the uh, the, the Bowden Advisor on Himmelblau Hour, which we had um, hundreds of, of live viewers every week. And then I actually have a show opening. Uh, so here's something that uh, we did recently that can, you can add your show opening and closing to your episodes. And I always recommend open strong with a call to action. I've seen some shows that are open with a 30 second countdown and then go into a 30 second opening. And now you're a minute into the show and your viewer has no idea what they're watching. Just like the, uh, was it Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. That opened, that opened up with a exciting sequence of scenes before they really got in. The titles were almost secondary to all that. So here, so I usually open my show with on today's show, we're talking about this. Uh, I think you'll get this out of it. And let's get into the show. And then I nice nice. clip. It's short. It's sweet. It's not 30 seconds. In some cases, you can lose your audience in 30 seconds unless you have a really strong audience. And then again, with this show, I can actually, I only, they only have one person on here right now, but I can change my setup with with basically the way we have it on Zoom, which is a two across. I can zoom in to have full screen with two across. I can bring in additional elements uh, such as, I guess it's almost like another sharing screen. Right. So again, it's really nice. It's really easy. I've been on it for a year, year, almost a year and a half now. I've figured out some overrides. I've uh, discovered some of, some of their bugs that, they've, that they're correcting on a daily basis. And it's really a kind of getting used to the platform. It's like driving a car and learning how to drive a sports car and learn and, and, and racing in an Indy 500. In the beginning, you're driving a car and you only need one, maybe six, uh, a month or so of instruction. But if you're gonna wanna race in the Indy 500, you need a little bit more skill. And that's what we bring to our shows is we can, we can actually produce to be, be behind the scenes person. You can be the upfront person, and I can be behind the scenes pushing the buttons and pulling the levers. Now, Bruce, are you familiar with Steve Douglas over at the Lake Forest High School? Just curious. He's a new media teacher there. We had him on a couple uh, shows ago. He had a student, Connor Clark. He, he graduated last year. He took all the new media classes. He got a job on ESPN being on the sidelines and producing before he even attended Nebraska. So there's definitely uh, education for this. There's people doing well like yourself uh, in this field. Businesses out there are going to have to get better at video like myself. You're talking about cars. I'm on a tricycle, Bruce. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping people can hear me with my internet. I'm hoping that 
all my when I have more than one guest on that everybody doesn't talk over each other because nobody pays attention to raise your hand and getting the content and then the editing. I can get the audio editing down, but the video editing, I might just send you the file and let you because I don't want this to be a representation of your work. This is me doing it, you know, so we, we may have to look at that, Bruce. No, actually, it's your show. I'll let you do the editing. Oh. Um, but again, <laughs> adding, adding on to the analogy of, of, of the driving the car, adding a producer to your live stream or, or technical director is like uh, getting, hiring a, a chauffeur. So you're in the back seat enjoying the ride. And the chauffeur is driving the show. If you're in the back seat, it's uh, you got to get the guests, you got to get the script together, you got to get the content together, you got to get the edit, and you got to cross your fingers that, like this show, that it's going to come out okay using Zoom because it sounds good right now, but then after the fact, it can sound like crap, Bruce. So I'm gonna have, we're we're gonna have to bring you back on uh, uh, as a guest. Now, tell us about the link and your websites. For everybody that's listening today, you have a book that's out there? Yep. We call our playbook. It's on our resource page, which, again, once again, is BSVP, just like uh, Blue Sky Video Productions, uh, .com. So BSVP.com slash resource. And on, on that page, I actually I can bring that up here. Obviously, we'll have it. We'll have it in the podcast notes. Bruce, what did, what did I miss? I mean, it's our first meeting. We're going to have you back, obviously. But anything you like to add before we uh, close out? I think the biggest thing: push that go go live button. Start a show. If you're doing it as a hobby, it's great. But how long is your hobby going to survive if you don't not, not generating income from it? If you're doing it as part of your business. Sure, you can write off uh, the podcast and expenses as an expense for your business. You're, I know you, you've got your, your sponsor. And are you expensing this as a advertising expense or is it more of a sideline? If you're generating income, you can do that in multiple ways. The first and foremost is to have a podcast that reflects your brand, generates income directly to you. Because even the influencers on YouTube who have millions of views aren't generating millions of dollars. They're generating hundreds of dollars. If you can directly feed your content into your business, you're going to generate the most amount of money. But on the other hand, I've got the affiliate links, um, the StreamYard link, which is on the resource page. I've got a, a mailing link. Uh, email list uh, link on there as well. When you sign up for those, then I get maybe $5 for a sign up or $10 for a sign up. And you get a thousand people, that's $10,000 with no actual work for yourself. So look into affiliate links that reflect who you are and what you do. Um, Also on that resource page, I've got the live stream kit where if you're looking to buy equipment, you can buy it through Amazon. If you buy it through the links, again, I get maybe five cents per uh, per purchase. And again, you get uh, a million people to sign up for it. Um, then you're making what, $50,000 at those numbers. If there's very little effort to sell, set up affiliate links or to set up Amazon link affiliate links, you're generating income. Those links are um, related to your business because I wouldn't set up a link to um, gummy bears 
because it has nothing to do with my business. But I do have links to cameras, to microphones, to lighting equipment that have something to do with who I am, what we do, and what we recommend, and actually what we use on a daily basis. Because a lot of times I'll recommend and and add an affiliate link to anything we purchase, like hard drives. One of the, here's another key question. I know I'm taking up a lot of time here, but one thing I always recommend is never store your data on your system drive because your computer can go down and crash, be taken over by malware. If you back up your photos, back up your videos, back up anything that's important, back, back up your uh, financial data to an external drive and, and disconnect that external drive from your computer and, and, and rotate those out. So if your system does crash, if your uh, system does get taken over by malware, they don't have all your data. That's, that's great advice, Bruce, because uh, <laughs> I, I learned that early, early on. I'm, I'm only in this six months. And, you know, you talk about uh, you doing this to make money. Me, th this particular podcast, here's what I learned. You can get a portion of purchases or cost per acquisition based on whatever links that you put on with affiliates. You can get paid per thousand downloads or cost per thousand. Mm -hmm. And when your podcast has a couple thousand people listening to it, if it's a $60 CPM, uh, that's $120. Okay. So it's this podcast is to educate the public and help out, you know, guys like you. If I was doing it for the money, I this thing would have stopped uh, probably four months ago. So <laughs> what's keeping me going is I, I live here. If people in, in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff and, you know, North Shore, if they can hear about your business and you can get a couple get clients from it and pass our name along, I think that's priceless. So like you say, it's what's the reason why you're doing the podcast, why you're doing the the channel, if it's to help out your other businesses. So one last thing before we go is yeah. the key to success is consistency. And that actually, actually the real key to success is consistency, consistency, consistency. And those are actually three different types of consistencies. The first is consistency. If you're doing live streams, uh, have it on the same day, the same time, every single day or every single week. Uh, the second is consistently um, maintain it. Just don't do one or two and then forget about it. So you just do, okay, I'll do it the first Tuesday of, uh, of May, the first Tuesday of June, and then I won't do it in July and then until August, I'll come back in, a, in, a, in the first couple of weeks of September. So if people are going to follow you, you need to be consistent. You have your podcast released date, um, you said it was Tuesdays? Yeah. Is that it? Is that based on whether you have a guest that week or is it every Tuesday, no matter what? Every Tuesday, 5 a.m., it's uh, scheduled to go out no matter what. Excellent. So basically, people, every every Tuesday morning, they wake up. The first thing they do is they download your podcast. And actually, if they subscribe to your podcast, it actually downloads to them automatically. It's open. It's there in your, uh, your inbox, whatever you listen to it, either iTunes or Spotify, whatever. So the second right. consistency is stay, I'm actually the first two were, was stay the same date. The second is stay consistent on uh, maintaining a, a regular schedule. And then the third consistency is topic. Um, my topic is basically business, uh, marketing, and sales. Uh, your consistency is Lake Forest. So if you started talking to people in California 
about because there is a Lake Forest, California. Yep, yep. So it may not be that consistent. So you're not going to get you're going to get Lake Forest, California, Lake Forest, Illinois. It's going to be two different different audiences because your your local people are different. So again, that's the third consistent. So again, don't do it one week on books and interviewing an author, and then the next week interviewing a dentist. Being consistent so your audience knows every week what they subscribe to. Because again, if a newspaper only came out once, would you subscribe to it if it never came out again? So the reason why you subscribe to it is actually for future episodes, not for past episodes. Weekly consistency, consistency. Because we're trying to get in their routines, right, Bruce? Right. So it should be one of your, yeah, because every time is limited. People watch or listen to so many podcasts in a day, or if the commute um, is now down to uh, the bedroom to the office, um, yeah. which is walking in, in, in every, and they stay in their slippers all day. Your audience is, is no longer commuting downtown. They, they no longer have that 30, 40, 50 minute drive. To get them to listen to the podcast, they need to um, add it to their schedule and find the, the value in it. And by offering value, I would say still put in at least uh, 10% of, of, a, of a sales pitch because if you're not monetizing your content, you're not going to sustain your content. Bruce, awesome advice. Please subscribe to our podcast, The Lake Forest Podcast, and see if I've taken up your advice and applied it. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. And again, one last time, B is in boy, S is in Sam, V is in Victor, P is in Paul.com slash resource for resource. The, uh, Resource for the resources and live for the live streams. And we're on the YouTubes at uh, BSBP TV. So please Got subscribe it. there. Well, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about in the upcoming shows. I love the feedback. What's my call to action? I don't know. Get a pad, a paper, and a pen and write all this down. Again, I'm Pete and can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. We thank you for listening. Cue the band. Bye.